Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates, ready to go. OutKick 360 is back. 6th and Peabody, our broadcast location. Glad you're with us. The tournament is here. Alongside Chad Withrow, I'm Jonathan Hutton. We're in the beer garden at Yeehaw Beer in Old Smoky Moonshine. We have Tennessee and Longwood on the big screen where currently the Vols hold a one-point advantage over Longwood. Early first half just underway for the Thursday tip-offs across March Madness. What's up, Chad? Hutton, you cannot beat this atmosphere here today at Six and Peabody. Awesome. People everywhere, a lot of green. Not only is it the opening day of the NCAA tournament on a Thursday, it's St. Paddy's Day. This is terrific. We're going to get after it today. This is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of, uh, as I've said, it's sort of like a field trip day on the show. Yeah. A lot of talk of games that are going to be in progress, and uh, we're going to have a blast with this. We've already got some games that have gone final in the NCAA tournament. Well, so far, just based on seeds, we have an upset where Michigan took down Colorado State. So we now know that Michigan will take on the winner of Tennessee and Longwood. Yeah, Michigan uh, got off to a very slow start against Colorado State. Colorado State was up 14 at one point in the first half, and they were up eight at halftime. Michigan opened the second half on a big run and really never looked back. They took a five, six-point lead with about nine minutes left, and they hold on to beat Colorado State. A lot of the Fab Five was in attendance, supporting Juwan Howard in Michigan. I saw Jalen Rose courtside for the game. So Michigan advances. Yes, it was an upset by seed, but Michigan a two-point favorite in that game over Colorado State. They move on. Michigan moves on also without their starting point guard, who was out due to concussion protocol for this game. They're going to play the winner of this Tennessee Longwood game. Michigan wins 75-63 over Colorado State. Jawan Howard's squad pulls off the comeback in the second half. Chad went through some of it. It was stellar shooting by the Wolverines. Colorado State went on some runs in the first half, 10-point runs that opened up a large lead. Um, but Hunter Dick- Dickinson, 21 points, 8 of 10 shooting, and uh, now – Jawan Howard's group, they move on to round number two. Providence and South Dakota State. Uh, Providence had a, there was a controversial foul on a Providence three-pointer with under 30 seconds to give the Friars a six-point lead, which proved to be too much in the end. So we'll, we'll be looking back on this, on this foul call, but we see Providence move on. So Providence was one of those games, and Ed Cooley even said it, the head coach of Providence, that – Everyone was picking against them. Everyone was picking South Dakota State. No one believed that four-seed Providence was going to win this game. That's one of those classic games, Hutton, that I feel like there's too much hype surrounding the really low seed in South Dakota State. South Dakota State also had gone on a 29-game winning streak going into that game today against Providence. But Providence gets it done. It's a very good team, tough-minded, good defensive team. Uh, for Providence, and they get it done. 66-57 the final. Scrolling through some some other final scores, uh, excuse me, not final scores, in-game scores, 
Memphis all over Boise State, 40-23 to in the second half. The Tigers opened up a big lead in the first half and have not looked back. They came out firing on all cylinders. Memphis right now blowing away Boise, 40-23 with 16 minutes left in that one. Baylor leads Norfolk State, 43-27. That is at the half. And the other in-game score, Tennessee and Longwood, the Vols with a one-point advantage early first half. It's 12-10, to 10, Tennessee over Longwood. Memphis is a team no one wants to play right now. They got hot at the right time. They figured things out. They got some guys back healthy. And once Penny Hardaway started playing his older guys more, Alex Lomax included, they got better. Uh, that's a team that's hit their stride at the right time of year and uh, very talented. Uh, telling you, Memphis is a dangerous team in this tournament. Memphis is interesting to me because recency bias is playing a factor, right? But Penny Hardaway's group has played better as of late, but I I just don't – I'm not buying them very long in this tournament. I don't know if you agree or disagree. By the way, Kermit Davis told us he thought Memphis, among the teams that Ole Miss had played um, in the the non-conference, even though Ole Miss beat them, he thought Memphis had the best shot of the non-conference opponents that he had seen firsthand – to make a run in the tournament. Now, he had also seen Boise, and he knew the Tigers were going to pull this today. Memphis gets Gonzaga in round two, so I don't have them going far because they play my eventual national champion in round two. But that's going to be a tough challenge for Gonzaga because of the talent of Memphis. Again, they were terrible for a stretch this season. They got beaten pretty easily at Georgia, and that was a historically bad year for Georgia early in the season. Different team now, very talented. Penny Hardaway's figured some things out with his roster. That's, that's going to be a tough out. Uh, I think Gonzaga gets them in round two, but still going to be difficult. Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. We are in the beer garden, live watch party going on. Uh, we have the special 360 drink, the Blackberry Margarita Moonshine uh, here at 6th and Peabody. We have, of course, the Dunkel beer, which is perfect for St. Patty's Day. And uh, we've got the Margarita Moonshine sitting right here in front of us on the table. That represents green, green somewhat. This is the greenest moonshine you'll find right here at Yeehaw. They have green beers on sale at Yeehaw, so come join us. There's plenty of reasons to come out here. Great crowd, uh, a lot of people outside watching the game, so come on, say hi. We will have uh, a bit later in the show uh, a couple of guests. We've got um, every Thursday Armando Salguero of Outkick.com will join us. The latest in NFL free agency, what's up with Baker Mayfield, where the Browns have said now through a report that they remain committed to Baker Mayfield. It's, it's odd because Baker put out the statement yesterday, and, of course, they publicly were courting Deshaun Watson. The Browns are in a tough spot, though, because here's Cleveland – they're out of the running for Deshaun Watson because Watson has now narrowed his focus to three teams, and it's the three teams in the NFC South. And reports are they he's narrowed it even further. He's removed the Panthers, although I haven't seen many reports confirming that uh, discussion that was on social media today. But it seems as though it's the Saints and uh, potentially the Falcons as the, the outside candidate to land Deshaun Watson via trade. Well, and the, the difficult part for this is the Browns. What are the Browns going to do? They tried to trade for Deshaun Watson. He didn't want them. They're trying to keep Now Baker, Baker Mayfield is pissed, and he wants out. He's already released a statement thanking the Browns fans, basically on his way out the door, doesn't want to be there either way. So now you got to go back to Baker Mayfield hat in hand 
for a one-year prove-it type situation for Mayfield, they're in a tough spot after taking the gamble to try to get Deshaun Watson. I don't blame them for doing so, uh, but that leaves them in a difficult situation now. Trey Wallace of Outkick.com joins us a bit later in today's show. He's in Indianapolis courtside watching Tennessee take on Longwood. Uh, Earlier today he watched Michigan beat Colorado State, and he'll give us full reports on both of those games coming up at the halftime mark of Tennessee and Longwood. We will also uh, discuss and preview Kentucky in the matchup later this evening against St. Peter's. Uh, He'll be in Indianapolis for that, giving full coverage at Outkick.com. And uh, then in the final hour, Penny Collins, head coach at Tennessee State, joins us live on site. We'll be recapping all the games that he's paying attention to. are out here on the massive screen in the uh, 6th and Peabody Beer Garden and in the main area, in the, in the, the Yeehaw area of the bar. And this place is packed today. Two enormous screens, one outside, one inside. Plenty of TVs, though, on the side that are gigantic as well. So every single game is covered here at 6th and Peabody. We're going to be here with the show live until 5. Encourage you, if you're in the Nashville area, take off work early. Come on down, watch these games. You leave now, you'll make it by second half of Tennessee and Longwood. So come join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to pull up the, uh, the stat line for Tennessee and Longwood that just went to a television timeout where Tennessee leads by four. 16, I take that back, they now lead by one. 16-15, where I'm looking at Longwood. They are six of 12 from the field and just one of four from three, but yet are sticking close to Tennessee. Tennessee had some options on some fast break opportunities down low, and for whatever reason, Vescovy didn't pass the basketball. Yeah, a rare uh, bad decision from Santiago Vescovy. This where was earlier. He had Kennedy Chandler on a wide-open layup, didn't pass it to him, opted for Josiah Jordan-James, who missed a three in transition. Longwood's strategy is pretty clear. They are trying to suffocate the Tennessee guards and put all the emphasis on those strong guards and allow John Fulkerson to go one-on-one and do whatever he wants. Fulkerson's responded. He's going to go to the free throw line after this media timeout, but he's already got, I believe, 10 of Tennessee's points to start this game. So they are going to Fulkerson, and he is going to work. It's been mostly layups for Fulkerson as he goes to work on the much smaller front line of Longwood. So that's the strategy. Get out on Tennessee on the three-point on the perimeter. Suffocate the guards. If Fulkerson beats you, so be it. And it's been an effective strategy well, so far for Longwood. Fulkerson now is on the bench um, with six points is what I'm showing. And, no, you're right, ten points. They've just updated this, ten points. Josiah Jordan-James, the only player on the floor coming out of this timeout for Tennessee that has scored a basket so far in this first half. Yeah, and he has uh, four. so this from Rob Lewis of VolQuest, Longwood had two points in the first three minutes and three seconds of the game. They've gotten 13 in the last four minutes. So Vols defense uncharacteristically leaky to start this game. That's been a constant for Tennessee. They need to clean that up because you don't want to get in a shootout with Longwood with nothing to lose where you're trading baskets the rest of the game. So that defense we saw all year, again, in adjusted defensive efficiency, third in the country for Tennessee. Not third of tournament teams, third in the country. So that's going to need to clean up for the Vols. Two finals so far, Michigan 75, Colorado State 63. And we'll, we'll start there uh, in just a, a brief recap before we get to tonight's games. Colorado State was leading the majority of this game. And Michigan went on a second-half run 
Um, Michigan was down by as many as 15 points in the first round. They win by 12, 75-63. Providence, a winner over South Dakota State as well. Um, and let me quickly look at that final score because it's not listed. Um, we'll get that in just a moment. Uh, as we continue, Providence, by the way, wins 66-57 uh, final today over South Dakota State. Still to come this afternoon, Gonzaga takes on Georgia State. We have the top-seeded Zags, the nation's top-scoring offense, believing that this is the year that they had break through and win the national title. They were game away from it last year against Baylor, and now they sit as they begin trying to get back to the final game across from Georgia State in the West region. That game will be played in Portland. They will likely be getting Memphis, who right now is all over Boise State. Uh, Georgia State, by the way, against Gonzaga, Georgia State is the Sun Belt champion. They are led by a talented trio of guards, uh, but they're facing the best in the country led by Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren. Gonzaga should advance to take on Memphis uh, later uh, on, on, on Saturday. 3.30 this afternoon, North Carolina and Marquette, eight and nine seed in the East region. That game tipping off in Fort Worth, Texas. Which Marquette team shows up? That's, that's the biggest question. And the vast majority of America, just by FanDuel's perspective, they're all over Carolina and they're laying the points. I believe it's what, three and a half, something like that. And many people are picking the Tar Heels uh, to, to beat Marquette in this group. Shaka Smart, Chad, his group has been very hot and cold. They beat Seton Hall. They lost to Providence. They blew out Villanova. And then they lost their very next game to UConn. Very up and down. Hanan may look like an idiot for this, but the reason North Carolina is being picked by most of America is because most of America watched Coach K's final game and saw North Carolina run away with a win at Cameron Indoor. This is recency bias to the max on the Tar Heels. Give me Marquette well, to your point. in this game. I, I, I still don't buy Carolina, who, by the way, in their last outing got run out of the gym by Virginia Tech in that semi. So I like Marquette in this game. The Tar Heels have the size advantage. They led the ACC in rebounding margin. So if Marquette's going to win, it's going to be on one shot. They've got, to, they've got to stay hot. They're not going to get second-chance opportunities against a, a Carolina team that can hit the glass. Winner plays Baylor on Saturday, barring a massive upset today. Chad, do you agree? I'm just advancing the one seeds until we see another Virginia loss to the Golden Retrievers. You know, I, even if there was another 16 over one, I still think I would automatically advance yeah. every one seed. Uh, I'm pretty Yes, Hutton, absolutely. Okay. If you're doing, you know, they always have those, like, uh, brackets for dummies games with different publications. Yeah. And the first thing they say is, go ahead and take your bracket, highlight that number one seed, move them to the next line, and be done with it. That's the case again this year. Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. I said we wanted the broadcast to be a companion piece to all of your watching and all of the scoreboards uh, throughout the day today and tomorrow. Chad had a better description of this. It's a field trip. It's a field trip. It's like elementary school. Remember when you got to, to pack the, the brown sack lunch and you <laughs> yes. took it in and you knew, like, this is so important. I've got to hold on to my sack lunch. We're going to get on a bus. 
we're going to go to some bakery somewhere and watch how bread is made with the yeast and everything. <laughs> that was your elementary school field trip. I this think is we the same the, thing. I think we toured the jail, by the way. This is the Outkick 360 <laughs> version. You know, the Cumberland Science Museum, right? Yeah. You're going to go yes. see how everything's done. Yeah. This is the Outkick 360 version of the Cumberland Science Museum, except <laughs> it's basketball. It's basketball all day. That's what's going to be fun about this show. Very different from your normal show because we realize you're a sports fan. You're paying attention to brackets right now. You're watching games. So we're going to talk about them. We're not going to hide the fact that everyone's watching the NCAA tournament right now. We're going to be your companion throughout the next two and a half hours. We have some, some shots of the live crowd if you're watching uh, the show today. You can follow us on social media at Outkick360. Uh, that's where you can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. Just search at Outkick360. You can see the entire setup here at 6th and Peabody. Uh, and shout out to Jason Gilmore of Queen Ave. He is running a drone shot for us today, live, volunteering his time, working with Corey Taylor. Um, and th- we'll get some overhead shots of, of the venue. If you're listening across the the great stations, a part of our Outkick network, stay with us. We've got you covered. Live scoreboards throughout the day. And when we come back, we will preview and give some in-depth thoughts on why we're picking the teams we're picking in the night games. That's all straight ahead. But first, Aurora Nutriscience and VitaLifeScience.com. V-I-D-A LifeScience.com is the website. Aurora delivers your supplements where you need them the most, your body. VitaLifeScience.com is where you can see more information. Outkick 360 season ticket holders receive a 15% discount with the code OUTKICK360. Typical pills, capsules, not well absorbed, but here's Aurora. Unique, cutting-edge, nutritional, and absorbable supplements encapsulated in liposomes that ensure greater absorption in the body's bloodstream. I use the, uh, the vitamin C, vitamin D3, glutathione. That's just where they get started. They've got so many other supplements for you. VitaLifeScience.com for more info. 15% off with the code OUTKICK360 at VitaLifeScience.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You can hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. The tournament in full swing where two games are final, four are underway right now. We're in the middle of four matchups across the country. Memphis and Boise State. Boise State trying to pull a comeback here, where Memphis opened up what was nearly a 20-point lead. It's now 42-33, nine-seed Memphis over eight-seeded Boise State. The game was tied at 12, and then Memphis went on an eight-point run and then has never looked back. Boise, though, trying to close the gap a bit in the second half. We'll keep you updated there. The winner takes on Gonzaga. Baylor, 52. Norfolk State, 32. Of course, the Baylor Bears, John McClain's Baylor Bears, number one seed, the fourth number one seed in this year's tournament, trying to defend their national championship. Wrong headset, Chad. There we go. Um, Tennessee. We'll get it right eventually, but Hutton, Norfolk State, a team close to your heart with family in Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Virginia Beach. Uh, we have a couple of people here from Virginia Beach randomly, believe it or not. Um, yeah, John McClain's Baylor Bears had a five-point lead and then 
they've opened it up now. They're up by 20. Uh, they've led by as much as 19, and they just hit another free throw. So, again, it's 52-32. Tennessee leads 29-17, or at least that's the last score I saw. Chad, you have a better view of the screen than I do from right here. Yeah, 7-13 left. They're at the under-8 timeout coming out of it right now. Kennedy Chandler doing a nice job getting to the rim. Uh, John Fulkerson was the story early. Strategy for Longwood's pretty simple. Tennessee's guard dominated. We're going after their guards. We're going to make them beat us down low. Fulkerson has done that early on, but now Kennedy Chandler hits a three, drives the basket for a dunk. Tennessee up 12. Longwood basketball under eight minutes left in the first half. A big favorite, well, not by seed, but by recency, Iowa and the Hawkeyes taking on Richmond. Richmond won their tournament to get in to the NCAA tournament. They lead Iowa early. They just tipped off. It's 13-9. to That's a 12 and a 5. But that's not a popular 12 over 5 by the majority of the country's brackets. A lot of them, like me, have Iowa going at least to the Elite Eight, if not further. I've got Iowa in my final four. I mean, Iowa, you just see their point totals. It does not take a basketball expert to see 100-plus points what was it, 117 they scored in the Big Ten tournament game? Up, then they put up 80 in another game well, in, the, in the Big Ten We're tournament. talking Tennessee-Longwood. I'm looking at Longwood's schedule, researching that. They lose early in the season. It's one of their last losses of the year, but they lose to Iowa. I think it was 107-74 at one point early in the year. Iowa put up over 100 on Longwood. So that is a team that can score. Dan Dockett just talked about them and said the key is one through five, they can all hit a jump shot. Whoever's out there can hit an open shot, and that's why they're so efficient on offense. Some games later this evening as we continue to update you on the in-game scores. Chad's uh, following Tennessee and Longwood. Um, later tonight, 5.50 central time, the tip-off for another 5-12 uh, matchup. UConn and New Mexico State. These are the two games tonight in Buffalo. UConn, New Mexico State, where it is New Mexico State's ninth trip to the dance over the last 10 years. They're in the bracket a lot. UConn is back again. This is their 14th trip since the year 2000. The Huskies, they need to slow down the WAC player of the year in Teddy Allen. He averages 19 a game. That's what this game comes down to. New Mexico State has a player who can take over and has a player who can go on a run, on a sweet 16-type run in Teddy Allen. UConn, meanwhile, they live and die by the three. Um, and when they're hot, they're hard to beat. Teddy Allen, a transfer from Nebraska to New Mexico State. Great shooter. And you're right, Hutton, a guy who, when he's feeling it, can change a game uh, quickly. Uh, by the way, they're matching threes now in this Tennessee-Longwood game. It's 35-24 Vols as Santiago Vescovi hit a watch party at 60 Peabody. Yeah. So you can hear when Tennessee does something right. Um, but Longwood also starting to heat up from three. It's 11-point Tennessee lead. New Mexico State, though, feels like that team that's always maybe a little bit overvalued every time they're in the tournament. They seem to be the talk of the early rounds for a, a trendy upset pick. Um, we'll see if they can get over the hump and make that happen in this one. Well, the winner of UConn-New Mexico State will take on either Arkansas or Vermont, which is the second game tonight from Buffalo. Vermont can shoot the lights out from three. They finished 17-1 in their conference, but tonight, by far, they face their stiffest competition all season. Conference, non-conference, however you want to categorize this. This is their first ranked opponent that they will face tonight based on their schedule. Well, I'll look out at the crowd here at 6 and Peabody and see all the green, and I think, is this a big Vermont? <laughs> is this the Vermont 
Middle Tennessee Alumni Association bar. And then I remember, oh, yeah, it's uh, St. Patty's Day. Speaking of St. Patty's Day, how about Notre Dame Rutgers last night? That was awesome. a classic. And I love that just minutes after midnight Eastern time on St. Patty's Day, they asked the question, will we see the luck of the Irish? And Atkinson hits a shot with 1.4 left to win. Uh, we don't talk a lot about the first four games, but, man, that was an amazing basketball game. 89-87. I, I mean, I, I had Rutgers on the money line. I was uh, playing for Rutgers. Rutgers had no business winning that game. I'm glad Notre Dame won because they could drive. Notre Dame, in the biggest moments of the game, drove to the lane and hit layups for, for the win or to tie to go to the second overtime. Rutgers gave them the lane. At the very minimum, you have to send that dude to the foul line. And it started early. I, I know Rutgers coach uh, Pickle at one point was saying how this is not us. We're trading baskets every time and not playing defense, and we got to get back to playing defense. Um, yeah, that was uh, uncharacteristic, but what a back-and-forth game. And Ron Harper, Jr., uh, unorthodox shot, the way he pulls it from deep. Yeah. But, man, what a clutch player. We saw it against uh, Indiana winning the game at the buzzer on the road recently, and he came up big time and time again last night for Rutgers. Terrific game. It was Wright State who won the first game last night. They advanced to take on Arizona. Um, so we've got Arkansas, Vermont, UConn, and New Mexico State later this evening in the West region. Um, still to come in Indianapolis where Tennessee right now is taking on Longwood. It's 38-25, Tennessee, Longwood at the free throw line. A little bit uncharacteristic for Tennessee in that Longwood's getting to the basket and getting fouled or getting good shots. So this has been, in the last eight or nine minutes, really a back-and-forth offensive game between these two. So they'll take a brief break after this game, and then at 6-10, Kentucky will tip off against St. Peter's. That's a two versus 15. Again, East region. The Peacocks of St. Peter's, they have one of the best defenses in the country. No joke. I mean, they, they limit possessions. They play a pressure defense, and it has worked for them. The problem is they struggle to score. I mean, it's not like they blow out opponents. When you look up at the scoreboard and their defense matches their offense, their offense comes nowhere close to how good they are defensively. But uh, to put that in perspective, offensively, they just get to the foul line. Over 20% of all of their points are on free throws. So they're going to try to muddy the water, slow this game down, shoot at the end of the shot clock, and try to get a couple of stops and keep this game close against Kentucky. Well, this is a big day, hut, uh, big game, Hutton, for my daughter, Evie, who's six, <laughs> yeah, tell me and about filled that. out her bracket today. And she's got St. Peter's. Brace yourselves, Wildcat fans. Go ahead. She's got St. Peter's all the way to the Elite Eight. <laughs> Uh, this is a big moment for Jersey City and St. Peter's. St. Peter's and Longwood were the two programs when their name was announced on Selection Sunday that were the biggest, huh? I've never even heard of that school before uh, when they were unveiled. Yeah. So uh, big day for Evie Withrow as she's rooting on St. Peter's because she's got them in the Elite Eight. Another surprise pick by Evie, by the way, Colgate to the Final Four. So that's, that's one to watch. Branding. Yes, branding in that she brushes her teeth with Colgate. And so she picked them to the Final Four. Um, so for St. Peter's to make the Evie Withrow run, they'll need to beat Kentucky, and then they'll need to beat the winner of either Murray State or San Francisco. The Racers have won 20 straight games. They're 30-2 and two on the season. That's the best record of any Division I team in the country. The Dons, meanwhile, 24-9. and nine, Three of their nine losses came to Gonzaga, which included a uh, matchup for their conference championship. San Francisco, extremely balanced. Looking at their lineup last night and their scores, extremely balanced in their starting five. Murray's going to need their big three 
of K.J. Williams and Brown and Justice Hill to come out firing. And they've done that all year. I expect them to. I've, I've got Murray State advancing to take on Kentucky. But th this open... But this should be an exciting matchup in the nightcap in Indy. Justice Hill is an amazing player uh, and a real player to watch that could become a star in this tournament based on what Murray does. I love this game because it is a 7-10 game, and I, you get these every year. There's not a brand name in this matchup, right? It's Murray State, who we know from being around here, a perennial great program right, right. and really good players. You can play with anyone, but not a national name. San Francisco, obviously not a national brand. You don't have any Power 5 teams in this matchup. It's the one that I root for to be a great game to bring the love of college basketball to someone that says, oh, I don't have to watch North Carolina Marquette, for instance, as an 8-9 game because you've got that blue blood in North Carolina. Here is San Francisco and Murray State delivering a classic 7-10 yeah. matchup. So more than anything, this is one where I don't care about the bracket. I throw it out and I say, Please be a damn good game because I want people to focus in on Murray State San Francisco in the first round of the NCAA tournament because this is what the tournament's made for. Well, matchups like this, teams like this, Cinderella's great when they knock off the, the traditional power. Well, both of these but teams you can want, do that. You want and unfortunately, Twitter, the committee has yeah. allowed one of them to advance and well, not both. Well, I want Twitter to be on fire with hot San Francisco Murray State takes because this game is so great coming out of the wire. Hopefully we get a great game. Tennessee is 5 of 9 from 3 to begin the game. They lead 41-29 last I checked. And Vescovy, for whatever reason, they're leaving him wide open, and he's taking all the shots. Yeah, Vescovy's hit 3 or 4 that I've seen here recently. Uh, it's the under 4 time. I'm not sure what happened at the under 4. Tennessee's up 12. I believe they have the ball. They had possession, and a whistle was blown. I uh, didn't quite see what happened. It was away from the ball. Um, Good news, bad news for Tennessee. Good news is they're shooting great. You know, that has carried over. A team that has shot well for a while now, as I see John Fulkerson make a layup to make it 43-29. Uh, bad news is um, this feels like it should be a 20-25 to 25 point lead I know, I know. the way they've shot, and it's 14 because Longwood's getting some stuff done off the drive against Tennessee, and I see a Longwood turnover. That's the key for Tennessee. First three possessions of the game for Longwood, they didn't get a shot up. They turned it over all three times. So Tennessee's ability to negate at times some poor play in terms of giving up good shots by getting turnovers every third trip down. They have the ability to do that with their defense as they just produced a turnover and got the ball back. What, around two and a half to play, maybe a little bit less than that, 43-29 balls over Longwood. Well, it, now it's a shocking uh, philosophy uh, by Coach Griff Aldrich and Longwood because they're just leaving Vescovy wide open every time yeah. down, and he just made them pay with another three. It's a 17-point Tennessee lead now, 46-29. to We'll keep you updated on that. Again, that's in the first half uh, in Indianapolis. Trey Wallace is going to check in with us at halftime. Uh, and give us a complete report there. Other in-game scores, and then we'll get back to tonight's preview. Memphis now only leads by seven over Boise State, 51-44. This mm. is a game that the Tigers were dominating, and with five minutes to play in the matchup, 51-44 Memphis over Boise. Baylor leads Norfolk State 58-37 with about 12 minutes to play in the second half as the number one Baylor Bears uh, look to advance there. And then in um, Iowa and Richmond, refreshing the screen right now, 8.49 remaining first half. Richmond clinging to a one-point advantage uh, at 
12 seed over the 5 seed there in what will be a game that is likely going right down to the wire. Uh, same should be expected later this evening. St. Mary's and in Indiana, another 5-12 matchup. East region, this game will be played out west in Portland. Defensive battle. Both teams solid on the defensive end. St. Mary's held Gonzaga to under 70 points in all three meetings. Gonzaga has the number one scoring offense in the country, and St. Mary's held them to under 70 all three matchups. Indiana also solid defensively. They have the best player on the court tonight. Jackson Davis, been on fire for the Hoosiers. Big 10 in the first court, uh, first four uh, combined in the, from that tournament and now the first four. He's averaging 26 points and nine rebounds a game. Hunt, it feels like a lifetime ago. We had Kermit Davis on yesterday, Ole Miss head coach, formerly of MTSU. I think it was 2013 you and I went and covered was, MTSU yeah. in Dayton against St. Mary's. Matthew Delavadova was the star for St. Yep. Mary's, went on to be an NBA player. And he scored um, about 29, 30 yeah, points he on was, him. Yeah, he was big in the most unorthodox ways, too. That guy would score points. But um, I, I remember that game, and I remember thinking, St. Mary's at that point felt like they had been around for so long only because they were always the foil for Gonzaga and the West Coast Conference, right? They were the only competition. So that was the time where they got the at-large bid, and since then you've seen them slowly climb to where now they're a five-seed, you know, as an at-large team in Gonzaga's conference. So a great success story there uh, with that program and where they were and what they've become. All that said, all that praise Go about ahead. us in 2013 and watching Matthew Delavadova, Indiana wins big <laughs> in this game. I got Indiana this you week do. 16. Yeah. I'm big on Indiana. Maybe I've let Dan Dockich get to me in this one, but I, I like Indiana big. By the way, Tennessee now 22, 51-29 on another spurt from the Vols on Longwood. UCLA and Akron, the second game out west tonight. It's out west, but it's the east region of your bracket. 8.50 tip-off as UCLA takes on Akron. The Bruins should not catch anyone off guard this March, but I feel like they are a bit overlooked in this bracket, in this tournament. UCLA, they finished second to Arizona in the Pac-12. They won eight of their last ten games as we tip off the tournament today. But here's a team as an 11 seed that made a Final Four run that no one's picking to make much of a run in the NCAA tournament. Akron has not defended the perimeter well. They don't, they don't force many turnovers defensively. I think this is a blowout, lopsided victory for UCLA tonight. So UCLA, the reason I am hesitant with Indiana in the next round is one guy. Tiger Campbell is one of the best point guards in this tournament, and he is unique in how he plays. And Tiger Campbell, to me, and they've, they've got some talent. You mentioned it. They, they made the run to the Final Four and had that classic uh, and a close loss to Gonzaga. But Tiger Campbell is the straw that stirs the drink for UCLA. That's why I'm most hesitant with my pick of Indiana over them the next round. I'm with you, Hunt. I think they win easily tonight, and I think that is a classic blue blood versus blue blood matchup in round number two between UCLA and Indiana. So that's UCLA-Akron. Uh, and then uh, the, the two other games in Fort Worth. San Diego State-Creighton, eight versus nine. Matt Bradley has been the man for the Aztecs of San Diego State. He averages 18 a game, and he looks to lead San Diego State to the round of 32 for the first time a few times. They haven't advanced past this round, the opening round, since 2015. San Diego State, Creighton, both top 10 defensive efficiency in the country. This is a first one to 50 type game with yeah. these two teams. This could be a slow, grinded out game where every possession is vital 
Um, so that's going to be I, – I, I would take the under is well, what I'm saying between these two teams. Yeah, and, uh, and the under may be low. I mean, that's it may true, be, yeah. you know, maybe 100 points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um, Creighton made the Sweet 16 last season, and if they want to make – In the Midwest, and that's Kansas. They tip off in the final game of the night. It should be the last game we see unless one of these other games goes to overtime. 8.57 Central, uh, 10 o'clock in the East. Kansas takes on Texas Southern in the Midwest region. Final game as the Jayhawks not only just won the Big 12 tournament, they won the Big 12 in the regular season um, in what was a tough Big 12. And to me, if you're looking just for chalk, I go rock chalk, Jayhawk in the term. I didn't pick them because I wanted to see more upsets along the way, personally, what I'm rooting for. But I understand if you have Kansas going to the finals. I like to call that late night game the Hutton special. Uh, this is made for TV for you and, and your viewing pattern. Um, Kansas is one that uh, you sometimes forget just how much they've won under Bill Self. I think 12 out of 13 Big 12 titles in the last 13 years. It's a very good team. I've got them going to the final four. Uh, obviously, I think they roll tonight. Speaking of rolling, it's now halftime between Tennessee and Longwood. Vols up 25 at the break, 54-29. Hudden, you joked about doubling the spread yeah, in this I game of 18. Uh, Tennessee on pace for that. Uh, that would be a 36-point win. They're up 25 at halftime, 54-29. So Vols, hot shooting from the SEC tourney and late in the season, has carried over so far to Indianapolis which was not the case in round one of the NCAA tourney a year ago in this very same building. So the Vols just ended the half on a 16-3 to run. That's how you finish a half and move on to the second round. Vescovy with 12, uh, James has 15, and Fulkerson with 13. That's a nice, hot start for a Tennessee team that a lot of people have backed and said, hey, they don't deserve the three. They, get, they, should, they should be on the two line. They're showing you why right now if you haven't seen them in the SEC. They're playing like a team pissed off about not being a two, and that's exactly the response you'd want if you're a Tennessee fan. It's also uh, a chance to send a message to Juwan Howard in Michigan, who they're filing out of the locker room right now to watch this game and scout this game between Tennessee and Longwood. Um, A chance to to show Michigan a little bit of something throughout the rest of this game also as it's now looking like, barring disaster in the second half, Tennessee-Michigan in the second round, which should be a a nice matchup. Huge run towards the end. Tennessee shooting 62% from three and 67% from the field. Well, and the threes, I mean, look, they're not going to sustain that, okay? That's that's very difficult to do. But – Well, a big part of it is Vescovy. These threes are wide open. Yeah. I mean, this is – these are not challenge threes. Vescovy at one point had a chance to set his feet, almost spin the ball like it's a free throw – and deliver a three from the top of the key because no one was around him. So I didn't think getting great looks was going to be difficult for Tennessee in this game. It was all about knocking them down. They've gotten the great looks. They've knocked them down. And this is a game that you continue to shoot the open three in the second half. You don't, you don't go away from it. You, know, you don't say, okay, we're just going to get the ball down low every time. If they're going to give you those looks, you continue to take them, even if the law of averages states that your percentage might go down. Today is a great day. Opening day of the NCAA tournament. We've got all the scores and live reaction across the OutKick network throughout the afternoon. We're going to really dive into NFL free agency and the very latest with Baker Mayfield, who has officially requested a trade through his agent to the Cleveland Browns. We'll get the latest on that from Armando Salguero, 
Um, but when we come back, we should be able to check in with Trey Wallace, who is in Indianapolis at the half, where we'll recap Tennessee's big lead over Longwood and give you a complete scoreboard for all the in-game matchups that are going on right now across the country. NCAA Tournament Day on OutKick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Across the OutKick Network, NCAA Tournament Updates. Glad you're with us for OutKick 360. Michigan advances in Indianapolis earlier today, a win over Colorado State. They'll take on the winner of Tennessee and Longwood, and the Vols have a big lead at halftime. 54-29 Vols at halftime, and Trey Wallace is live at Gainbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, where it is halftime of Tennessee and Longwood. And Trey, what really jumped out to me early on in this game was teams are going to make the Tennessee backcourt the focal point, and it's going to open some things up for someone and that someone early on was John Fulkerson, who could be an X-factor for this team, and he certainly stepped up. What did you make of the start for Fulkerson? I thought, Chad, when he came in off the bench, and then all of a sudden he's got six points, and then he's at eight points. Then they couldn't stop him down low when he turns into 13 points right there before the, for the halftime. I thought that was big for Tennessee, establishing something in the post, because we've seen what they were able to do from the outside behind the arc. They're shooting over 60% in both categories right now. So you look at how Tennessee's playing and how Fulkerson is. We're starting to see last year's Fulkerson come out today against Longwood. Trey, we're seeing that from last year's Fulkerson. We're seeing last week's Tennessee team start this tournament. No, you are, Jonathan. I, I, I kept telling you guys all week that this team, I, I know, look, they always had that little slump somewhere in the first half, but once they get going, they get going. And I think Longwood's starting to feel the brunt of that right now. This Tennessee team is hot behind the arc. They're getting rebounds. Uh, they're, they're driving the ball to the basket. That's the killer, Ziggler play. So you look at what they're doing overall, I think they're starting to insert their dominance. Uh, they want to have a clean second half right here, get this over with, and start preparing for Michigan. Is it as simple of a game plan as Longwood just wants to leave Veska be wide open, and, and he's making threes. <laughs> Interesting tactic. I mean, they, they, it looks as though that they're just leaving him wide open, Trey. I don't, know, I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea. Like, he's just wide open. Okay, you're going to leave it there. He's going to shoot it, and he's probably going to make it. So, it's interesting to see their game plan when it comes to Vescovi. Uh Triple J has been hot. Uh, you know, Kennedy Chandler's knocked down one. Look, if you leave Tennessee open, they're not going to pass the ball up, especially their hot shooters. Longwood figured that out really quick. Tennessee went on that big spurt, and now we're sitting right here at halftime, and, uh, you know, we're coming back out here in just a minute. Tennessee's going to look to finish this thing off. I mean, you're leading by what you're leading right now. Don't hold anything back. Finish the job. So I would describe Tennessee as sort of a respectful bully, uh, and what I mean by that is it's a team that doesn't get too cocky. They respect their opponents. They play together. They play hard. They don't take things for granted. But, Trey, what we're seeing from a confidence standpoint from this group and a swagger standpoint, you don't show up and shoot 62% from three to open an NCAA tournament unless you are feeling it. And confidence is a funny thing in sport. It's especially a crazy factor 
when it comes to basketball. What do you make of the confidence of this group coming off of Tampa where you were a week ago and now watching this first half? Nothing has changed since Florida. Nothing has changed. Like this group has that swagger about them. They're going to take the three-point shots. Most of the time they're going to go in. They're getting open looks. Triple J has been getting looks, you know, with a hand in his face, and the guy's still been making them. This team has the confidence, Chad, to get this done and to make these shots. And when you build up enough confidence in somebody, most of the time you're going to get hot. So you're looking at a team right now that has not not wavered at all from what we saw in Tampa, especially on the defensive side, but once they figure things out. So, hey, watch out. Tennessee shooting like this could be a good tournament. Follow Trey Wallace like we're doing. We're literally reading his live tweets on the air. He's there for outkick in Indy at the half. He's about to go back courtside where Tennessee's taking on Longwood. Trey, appreciate it, man. Hopefully we can reconnect postgame. Absolutely, guys. Enjoy the watch party down there in Nashville. Hope everybody's doing well. Yeah, great work, Trey. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Trey. Trey Wallace of outkick.com. And later today he'll join us. We'll preview uh, what should be Tennessee against Michigan in the second round on Saturday and look ahead to tonight's matchups where Kentucky takes on St. Peter's and Murray State will play San Francisco. He has four. He, he's, at the end of this, he's going to have four great games. I think if you're picking a city to go watch games, Indy, if they're not number one, they're number two on the list. You know, I don't want to be too disrespectful to Longwood, That's a good but draw. I'm already thinking about Hunter Dickinson and questions yeah. I'm going to ask about Tennessee trying to contain him. Michigan down in the post. So we're going to continue with live scores from the NCAA tournament and Baker Mayfield has requested a trade and when we come back we'll tell you the Browns response to that which is not typical. Weird day for the NFL and a great day for college basketball on OutKick.